Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. At Kroger, we want our fresh produce to meet your expectations. To make sure a bad apple won't spoil the whole bunch, we do up to a 27-point inspection on our fruits and veggies. We check for things like sunburns and scarring, making sure you only get the crunchiest apples. In fact, only the best produce like juicy pears, zesty oranges, and crisp carrots reach our shelves. Because when it comes to fresh, our higher standards mean fresher produce. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hey, hey, hey. How are y'all doing? This is Micah Burgess. You're listening to My Doula Micah. So glad you're with me today. And I've got a big smile on my face because my favorite person in the whole wide world is sitting with me in here. My husband, Michael Burgess. Say hey. Hello, everyone. <laughs> We've been married 30 years, you guys. We just recently celebrated our anniversary and it has been so fun to celebrate um, our relationship together and our family, our six kids, our four grandkids, and we're just excited. Um, today I am covering a little bit more, a little bit at a deeper level. Uh, one of the episodes that I've already done, um, talking about a loved one's support in the birthing room. And I'm going to get a little bit more detailed and a little bit more specific, um, with a really great tool, I think, that a loved one can use. And I mean, obviously, my husband's here in the room. He was at all of my births. He was a great support person for me, my my spouse, my husband. And so we are going to talk about um, the five love languages. And this is a book written by Gary Chapman. And um, we've read this book. We have used it in our relationship. We have used it to help us with our kids. And I'm going to let Michael kind of give you guys a brief little synopsis summary to tell you kind of what the book is for. Go ahead, babe. Yeah, so as Micah said, the book, uh, Gary Chapman, he's a uh, psychologist. And uh, he wrote this book after doing relationship studies for many years. And um, it focuses on five different ways that people give and receive love. Mm -hmm. It's primarily uh, concerned with how people receive love. Mm -hmm. Because um, if you are in a relationship, whether it's with uh, a significant other, a spouse, uh, uh, your children, um, you want to be able to love them in a way that they can actually take it in. For sure. And so um, we all, because of our varied backgrounds, our growing up experiences, our life experiences, we have different ways that we, um, that we do that. It's easier mm -hmm. in some respects, mm -hmm. uh, depending on uh, how, how people do love us or how we, um, how we interact with them. And so uh, just generally the five, different love languages are words of affirmation, uh, quality time, 
gifts, acts of service, and physical touch. So that's the five, uh, the five different love languages. Yeah. And, you know, Michael kind of touched on this. I mean, this is in general. Okay. And many, many, many things fall under these five categories. And I guess the way I like to look at it is when you kind of figure out what your significant other, whoever we're talking about that you're wanting to love and love well, and we are able to kind of pinpoint one or two of those wow, every time I do this, they really take it in, you know, like it, it, it carries them, you know, it's like an exclamation point of my love for them. It doesn't mean the other things don't matter. It just means when you do this thing, it's just, it it multiplies, it multiplies in what it means to them and how it affects them. Um, And so I'm going to take this into the childbirth world y'all. And so if you are um, a loved one, and you are attending a birth, and you are there to bring support, one of the most significant ways that a loved one can bring support is that emotional support. Um, And so that's kind of where I'm headed with this one um, and what this is going to do. So words of affirmation is just like what it sounds. Mm -hmm. That's right. Um, So people who have this particular love language really like to hear uh, words spoken to them mm-hmm. about who they are, mm-hmm. uh, what quality person they are, uh, how important they are, mm-hmm. how proud you are of yeah. them. Yeah. Those, those sorts of things. Yeah. And so, um, you know, we all, I will say this, all of us have some measure of wanting each of these sure. five things to be true. Yes. But, but there is a predominance. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's actually a couple of different ones mm-hmm. that are, that are louder than the other ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not that I don't respond. It's not that we don't respond to any of them. It's just that certain ones are a little bit louder. So people who are words of affirmation, who desire that when you say something to them in a very positive and affirming yes. manner, it's a very, very big thing and it and it speaks love to them very loudly yeah yeah so words of affirmation is definitely one of my love languages and i'm gonna say in childbirth man you cannot be singing a woman's praises loud enough when she's in the middle of this experience because it is hard y'all it's hard and their doubt is going to creep in or fear sometimes and so when your loved one is speaking those words of affirmation and that encouragement. I'm telling you, it is like you just poured fuel in, in, in my body, in my mind, in my emotions. And now I, I just found this a next gear to keep going because I feel that love. I feel, um, that support. It's showing up in a very real way for me. Right. And, and I would think that, um, for most women, regardless of what may be the predominant language that this one would be um, very helpful very. in the birth experience. Um, even if that may not be their primary love language, it definitely will carry some weight. Right, exactly. And, you know, here's some things to say, uh, just a few little ideas. So anytime you can, um, you know, especially after a contraction, let's just use that as an example to be very specific. And she's, you know, it was a hard contraction. We've been doing this a while. It's obvious she's tired. I mean, being able to say, wow, that was amazing. You 
handled that contraction so beautifully. I'm so, so proud of you. You've got this. Like you keep doing that. You're going to make it. That is huge for a laboring woman to hear because you just checked several boxes, first of all, in, in those specific words in this, but the, the fact that you're watching me, my, my loved one is watching me go through this thing. That's very difficult and they can't do anything about it by the way, which is particularly frustrating for men because they want to be able to fix it. They don't want to see you hurting and struggling. And so when I hear those words of affirmation, babe, you're doing it, Callie. I'm so proud of you that you're so strong. Oh my goodness. Like I'm on cloud nine all of a sudden. And so it, it fills my heart. It fills my soul. It fills my mind. And now I believe you. And now I'm ready to go again. Like I got this kind of thing. Right. Right. Uh, exactly. And so, uh, as Micah said, that is definitely a, a big one for her. And during the birth experience, anything that I could say mm-hmm. along those lines that were encouraging, um, you know, yep. any, way to go, mm-hmm, you know, anything mm-hmm. along those lines definitely boosted up her emotional, uh, the emotional side of her. And, uh, you know, as women who have had babies recognize and most, most people generally, I mean, when your emotional tank is full, that mm-hmm. gives fuel to your f- physical body. Absolutely. And it's, it's a very hard experience, no doubt about it physically. Yeah. And so, um, if you can be in a good emotional state that helps the process. Absolutely. Yeah. So this is a good one, you guys. This is a real good one. Okay. Let's move on to quality time. Quality time. So quality time has to do with spending uh, time with another person. It can be uh, just shared time, uh, meaning you're not doing anything particular. You're not really having a conversation. So for example, uh, for people who are big in quality time, just sitting on the couch, watching a show together, mm-hmm. um, would qualify, mm. um, as that, uh, particularly when there's some attention given to the other person mm-hmm. while you're doing that, yeah. uh, could be also, uh, going on dates, taking trips together, yeah. uh, taking walks together. I mean, I- anything along those lines yeah. where you're, essentially cutting out the rest of the world so that you can just be with this other person and focus on the other person. Yeah. Um, That's what quality time's about. Yeah. So obviously you're going to be in the birthing room with them. (laughs) So you're physically there. I want to take it a step further with the quality time in the birthing room. Um, There are many different things that happen kind of from start to finish. When you first arrive, if this is a hospital birth, when you first arrive to the hospital, you're going to go to triage first. And it's real important that, you know, yeah, you went to go get the bags or whatever. And you're, but, but being with them in every single aspect of it is what's going to fill her tank. Um, being close, you know, not just, um, you know, unless she's got an epidural and she's sleeping, then great, pull out the bed and sleep. But beyond that, you probably really shouldn't be on the couch far away doing your own thing. Okay. You, you want to be closer than that. Um, it, let's say she's going to go walk the halls, go with her. Let's say she's going to go get in the shower, be in the bathroom with her. So especially if she's a quality time person, um, your physical presence in every single thing that she's doing a tub, let's say she's in the tub, you know, th- this, this, Maybe it's a time to grab a quick snack because the tub kind of relieved a lot of the, the, the 
the pressure and the stress or whatever, but quickly go over there to her, you know, be with her. Right. I mean, the, the person in that situation, the woman in that situation just gets strengthened and um, mm-hmm. just getting love from you just by your mere presence in the room. Yeah. But um, there has to be a focus though. Mm. So um, if I'm in the room, if I were, had been say back when cell phones weren't common <laughs> back then when our kids were born, but um, if I'd have been in the room where Micah was given birth and she was going through these contractions, various things, and I'm even if I'm sitting beside her, mm-hmm. but I'm on my phone yeah. playing a game, yeah. that kind of deal, then uh, it takes away right. from the feeling of quality time. Yes, and so it, it is about not just being together, but it's about focused time mm-hmm. being together. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, and that and that that's really key. And <laughs> and I think you know you might feel like well you know not a lot I can do, you know, in the birthing room, it's like, I'm here, I'm physically here, but yeah, Michael's right. Try to be a little bit more focused and intentional about how you're there, that, that she really gets your physical presence. And Michael said, uh, just now, and I think this is really key to point out for all of the ones we're about to talk about. He said, it strengthens her. That is the point. If, if you're a loved one and you want to support this laboring mom, you want to strengthen her because she has got a lot of work to do in front of her. And so every single time she gets her tank full, it strengthens her to keep going, you know? And, and that, as you can see, and as I'm talking, hopefully I'm connecting some dots here for you that that is huge, that she is feeling strengthened again, because it's a lot of hard work. Right. That's right. And sometimes we forget that um, you and I have had, had this conversation, but sometimes we forget that uh, loving someone is for them. Yeah. And so uh, the real basis of love is uh, laying our own lives down in a moment. Right. In order yes. for the other person to experience the love that we're trying to express in one of these ways or others. Right. And, and you know, they've talk, they talk about childbirth oftentimes as the labor of love. And it's true. I mean, this woman's definitely laying down her life with this baby. <laughs> I mean, given everything she's got. Right. And as a loved one supporting her, you can do the same thing. Even though you can't give birth, you can't do all the work. There are so many things that you can do. And, and this, like I said, this is one of the tools that Michael and I are sharing with you guys today to really use to your advantage in the childbirth world. And now a word from our sponsors. At Kroger, we want our fresh produce to meet your expectations. To make sure a bad apple won't spoil the whole bunch, we do up to a 27-point inspection on our fruits and veggies. We check for things like sunburns and scarring, making sure you only get the crunchiest apples. In fact, only the best produce like juicy pears, zesty oranges, and crisp carrots reach our shelves. Because when it comes to fresh, our higher standards mean fresher produce. Kroger, fresh for everyone. All right, let's go to the next one. Uh, the next one's gifts. And so a gift is something, obviously, that you give to them. Um, it can be, it is, it, it would be, this is more of a physical thing. Right. So, um, you know, there are other ways that we can, I suppose, give gifts to one another. But this is specifically talking about physical things. Yeah. It could be something that you make. could be something that you buy. could mm-hmm. be something that you already have. 
uh, but it, it's a physical representation of your love toward them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the need that that meets or the desire that that might meet could be a lot of different things. Yeah. But at the bottom, uh, the bottom line, though, is that a giving of a gift and where the other person can receive it yeah. um, is the way that they get the love. Right. And I think <laughs> this one gets a bad rap sometimes, the gifts, because I think oftentimes people want to <coughs> automatically go, oh, materialistic. Oh, my gosh. All they want is stuff. And that's just not it. I heard a very good friend uh, talk about one time um, she her, her love language was gifts. And the way that she put it is, you know, it's not even necessarily about the thing it's that what that thing represents is that you were thinking about me you know me that I would like this that is the part that speaks love to them and so now here's this symbol just like a wedding ring here's this symbol this gift you've given to me that reminds me that you're thinking about me, that you care about me, that I'm important to you, that you're listening to me. You remember that I want this. That's what it's significant, uh, what's significant about it. And so maybe if your, um, if your sweet wife is, you know, a gifts person, you might have to do a little bit of investigating on the front end and, and maybe have some significant or special things, um, that you have already prepared that you're taking with you guys to the hospital. So here's one example. I have, I have a family member. I have some friends that the Cardinal red bird man is super significant to them. And every time they see a Cardinal, whether it's a real Cardinal or a, a picture or whatever, there's something about it that really stirs them, motivates them. It means um, that they're being thought of, that they're loved. Oftentimes it's connected to God. Oh man, he is for me. He sees me, you know, he showed, he gave me a red cardinal today. You know, I got to see, so it's significant. So in that situation, you could prepare for childbirth and pick up something, some small object that represents this red cardinal that she can see, like it speaks to her in that moment. And the love that she's going to get from that and the symbolism of that is really going to help fuel her throughout that birthing process. Sure. And, you know, it may be that with gifts, because, I mean, in the middle of contracting right. and all, you're probably right. not going to just lay a right. present out there. That probably wouldn't right. get the desired result. Yes. Um, but maybe uh, it's... Um, it's leading up to yes. the labor time. You know, yeah. you may spend a few days doing those sorts of things and maybe that'll um, give of an, enough of an emotional boost that mm-hmm. once the laboring commences that, yeah. you know, she'll have that in reserve. Yeah. Cause the point of the love languages is to show her that you're there, that you're with her, that she's not by herself, that you know her, you're for her and that she you're that's being represented in a very significant way for her so that she again doesn't feel alone and that she knows I'm having a baby with this person that I love and it's all going to be good and that and that we're good and that we're we're connected and 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 he's with me and he's you know it's significant so that that again just reminding you guys of the point of that mm-hmm. next next uh, acts of service so acts of service would be something that you do for someone that they could do for themselves, mm. but you do it for them uh, as an expression of love. Uh, so grocery shopping or washing dishes or 
anything along those lines. Um, you Michael know. and I are smirking and smiling and like, <laughs> it's almost like flirting when he says washing dishes and going to the grocery store for me, because that's a huge love language for me. I don't like to go grocery shopping. I hate it, but he loved it. And so it is, it speaks love to me every single time he does it. And so very, this is a big one. I mean, if you are an acts of service kind of person, there's all kinds of ways that someone can can give to you and bless you in this way. How do you feel like this shows up, Michael, in in the in the middle of childbirth, the acts of service? That's kind of tough because there's not very many things right in the middle of labor. Yeah, uh, that you could do along that. I mean, what's really important, right? right. At, at that moment, washing dishes, mm-hmm. groceries, none of those things are really important. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm, I think what you said earlier with the gifts thing, even about the preparation point, maybe you spent the time to collect all of the significant essential oils that she wants to have at the birth and you packed them all up for her, you know, um, uh, you know, a couple of the things I think about as a doula, cause this is kind of physically focused, this acts of services, you know, I'm making sure she's got plenty of water and ice and I go get it for her. I mean, it's, she can't technically do that. I mean, I guess she could, but you know, getting her a cold washcloth to put on her head, holding her hair back or the bucket as she throws up. I mean, I know those are, I mean, they're very um, specific to childbirth, which is kind of what we're talking about, but anything that you can do in the birthing room, like a job. And I'm going to tell you, if you're at a birth, no matter who you are, there's no observers, you're going to have a job. Like, Maybe it is taking the pictures or the video that you know she's going to want later, you know, if you're a loved one in the room. Um, But yes, it is. What can you physically do a job massaging her back? You know, I know that's also part of physical touch. But when you think of it as, you know, in the birthing room with a job, then it it can fall into this category of acts of service. Right. No, I I think the things you mentioned are are good, Uh, you know. The things that she could, I suppose, do for herself, get yeah. up and go do X, Y, Z, get a washcloth, get some water, whatever. Yeah, those sorts of things definitely would fall into that category. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, physical touch. Uh, physical touch, I think uh, for a lot of people, uh, they immediately think of intimate situations. Mm-hmm. But really, right. while that is an obvious part of sure. physical touch, it's, it's just a small t- part. Yeah. Um, people who enjoy physical touch just enjoy small, little, um, non-intimate touching. Right. So, for example, just walking by somebody and putting your hand on their shoulder yes. or, uh, you know, reaching over and holding their hand or, uh, you know, giving them a hug yep. r- randomly or or a massage or a mm-hmm, you know, foot massage mm-hmm, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Any of those sorts of things uh, would definitely fall in that category yeah and this physical touch when you guys um from a loved one particularly if it is a spouse um this is even like a triple threat kind of scenario here this physical touch because when you get that physical touch from your significant other we're producing natural oxytocin which is basically what pitocin is synthetic though and oxytocin is huge in the birthing room it 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 release it's a hormone and it releases you know relaxants and it makes the contractions stay strong and effective it helps 
move things along. It meets emotional needs. Um, and again, particularly when it's by a loved one, it, it just, it's a natural product of that. And it, it is very significant in the birthing process. And so that's why I do as a doula, I will bring that spouse in for the slow dancing because we're accomplishing many things in that slow dancing process. She's standing up. We're letting gravity help for baby to come down. We're moving, which also helps baby come down and helps you dilate more. Now the arms around you and the, and the movement of the sway, which is like a rhythm that kind of keeps her focused and engaged and relaxed and producing natural oxytocin. I mean, y'all physical touch in the birthing room is huge. This is a great opportunity to accomplish many, many things. It's communicating many things. It's supporting her in many ways and it affects her physically as well. Right. And, uh, you know, I, I know that when our kids were born, you know, that was a big thing Mm -hmm. for you too. Um, I was also struck by, um, Oftentimes there were several other women in the room, mm-hmm. uh, some of, you know, midwife type type of folks, but other just friends and yeah. family. Yeah. And uh, I think women na- naturally gravitate toward this, yeah. um, particularly in that kind of setting. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe even more particularly if they've had children themselves, mm-hmm. because they, they really understand what you're going through. Yeah. And it's like a, I don't know, it, 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 seemed like a comforting mechanism, very, you know, very. and, uh, it, it seemed also something that was just very natural mm-hmm. and that people didn't really give any thought to it. They just did it. Right. And, um, right. you know, rubbing arms or hands or feet or mm-hmm. just, you know, hair, or, you yep, know, yep, any, yep. any of that, you know, I, I saw that happen quite, yeah. a, quite a lot. Yep. Yep. And, you know, even I'm, I'm going to suggest to, um, especially, uh, any of you dads that are in that are going to be in the room, if this feels a little bit out of your element and you're like, oh, I don't know that I can do this. Birth isn't really my thing. I'm I'm nervous or worried. L- listen, if you are sitting near her, holding her hand, telling her how proud you are of her. Hey, you just checked a lot of boxes. OK, you, you checked almost all five. <laughs> of, of those love languages just by sitting beside her being close being present not shutting down not focused on something else focused on her holding her hand that physical touch communicating how proud you are of her you, you, man I can't believe how strong you are babe you've 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 accomplished a lot with that so I don't want any of you guys stressing on me here like oh my gosh they just named 50 things that I can do nope you, you you can just hone in on one if that's all you can handle, you know, just hone in on the one because it's letting her know you're there, you're with her, you're in the trenches with her as much as you can be. And that will strengthen her. Right. And, and, you know, also on, and by the same token, um, you shouldn't try to force things. Right. And, um, sometimes in the moment you can really get, a very strong indication of what their love language is not mm. because, um, <laughs> you know, some women, they don't want you to touch them at all. That's right. I would doubt very seriously that her love language is physical touch <laughs> if that was true. Uh, you know, but I also think uh, of uh, the one story that you had where the dad, he was so apprehensive about mm-hmm. being in the room that he wouldn't be in the room. Yeah. And I, I think, at least in this conversation, I think, I hope her la- love language wasn't quality time. Right, <laughs> right, right. He was 
was like peeking through the door, but he did not want to be in there. Yeah. Kind yep. of thing. So, yeah, that's a story in my book, um, in the chapter. Yep. There's a man in the room <laughs> and, and not look, there's going to be extremes. And they knew when they hired me, he's not going to be able to do this. And that's okay. I mean, it, it, it is, it's okay. Um, but what I'm trying to say is I can remember one dad, I think I have this in the book too. He literally sat in a chair. She was in the bed. He sat in a chair, held her hand. His head was down. Like he wasn't even looking at her. He just, he just had his head down and holding her hand. He didn't say anything. He didn't, he, that's all he did, but that's all she needed. She knew that was his capacity, but he gave everything that he had, you know, he, he, he showed up as much as he could. And, and I think Michael's right. You don't want to force anything. I mean, you know, don't be, don't be offended either. You guys, if your particular words of affirmation don't sound the same as maybe my words of affirmation and, and there's plenty of women that are like, Shh, stop talking. Like, you can't say anything. And and I don't know exactly what all that's about, but as a fellow female who has done the work and has been in birth like she has, I think oftentimes it feels a little bit more genuine when I'm telling her, you've got this. Don't worry, girl, you, sure. you've got this, you're doing it. Then if, you know, your husband says, you got this, you're doing it. It's like, wait, you don't really understand what I'm doing. So I'm not sure that's going to land. And and so that's okay. That happens often. You can easily find um, your role and a way to be a part of it. Because I promise you, she does want you to be a part of it in whatever capacity you can be. Michael, do you have anything else uh, along the lines of love language? <laughs> uh, well, I was thinking, and not to go back through the book, but you could see a lot of these in the book in different stories. Mm. Uh, you know, the one guy that uh, they were maybe maybe trainers, and I mean, he was oh, like yeah. really loud with yep. her, and you, yep, know, you know, yep. but that, that was her apparently yes. uh, words of affirmation. That's right. She was getting in. You know, I, I think you could probably find most of these uh, illustrated somewhere in, yes. your, in your book in these yes. different birth experiences that you've been to. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I guess I would just say that, um, like, like a lot of things, this is a tool, mm-hmm. and the, the the tool is to um, learn better mm-hmm. how to love your, uh, how to better love your spouse or your significant other mm-hmm. or your children, yeah, the people in your life, you know, and uh, I, you know, I think all of us have experienced attempting, yes, something that we wanted to use to express love. Right. And it wasn't received very well. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that's a little baffling. Mm -hmm, And, mm -hmm. um, you know, maybe the book would give some insight into that. And uh, also in in terms of discovering our own, oftentimes we find that the things we we gravitate toward in terms of doing. Yep. A lot of times that's ours. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So uh, anyway, I have found it to be, you know, very helpful, Mm -hmm. Um, you know. The more you can understand the person you're with, yeah, the better you are able to love them. Absolutely. 100%. This has been a lot of fun. I always love doing uh, episodes with my husband. We we did one early on. It's called It's Personal, and we were literally talking about each one of our birth experiences. So if you enjoyed this one, you'll probably enjoy that one as well. Um, thank you for joining me today, for tuning in and listening, and we'll talk next time.
Thank you for listening to My Doula Micah. You can find me on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube at My Doula Micah. We can also get connected at MyDoulaMicah.com. If you're interested in checking out my book, the link to the humor and birth stories and insights from a doula can be found on all of these social platforms. Be sure to share and subscribe. I'll be here next week. So please be sure to join me again. And this podcast was produced by Rogue Media Network. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast. Podcast.